When have you found the most peace in your life? Was this when you were a child with few worries? Was this a time when everything was going well and you had no complaints? Now, this is Friday, July 14th, and in many ways, the heart of every person seeks peace, a fullness, when things are right in the world and right in you and with you. What is real peace, and how can we have it? Here's our scripture text for today, John chapter 14, verse 27 to 28. Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, give I to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away. And I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I am. Now, in our study of discipleship, we're looking at this long teaching Jesus gave his disciples on the night before he went to the cross. Our lengthy section for this week is about the Spirit of God, the gift that Jesus leaves with his disciples at the conclusion of his earthly ministry. How does peace figure into that? Well, first we want to nail down what peace actually is. For the Jewish people, the word peace was a pregnant word, a word filled with hope for fullness, for a time when things were as God made them to be. As the Lord spoke over creation and pronounced it good, really very good, God wasn't just saying that things would turn out well. He was saying that all things were just right. They were perfect, really. The word for peace in Hebrew is the word shalom. It means more than peace as we think about it. It also means health, wholeness, integrity, a state of being as God intends. Rightness and even righteousness is thrown in. Now, our ideas of peace are often limited to the idea of war ending, the ceasing of hostilities, but that's just a small part of shalom. Jesus says that the peace that he provides transcends the peace that the world can provide. How do we know this? Well, the idea of shalom is one of the most robust and deep ideas in the Hebrew language and Jewish faith because it gathers up the fullness of what God provides to his people. As Jesus speaks with his disciples here, he's connecting the dots to many ancient promises that God gave his people. For example, here's from Psalm 82. Let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people, to his saints, steadfast love and faithfulness meet righteousness and peace kiss each other. It's a beautiful promise telling the people that one day peace will come when there's a bringing together of mercy and faithfulness. And Jesus is clearly referring to this time. The Jewish people believed it would not come until the very end. But Jesus is explaining that this fullness and wholeness when things are right in the world comes in and through him. This is what this means in practical terms. Our world will not have this peace until the end comes, but the disciples of Jesus, this includes you and me, can experience this peace now. Jesus tells them and us 
that he is the one that provides this peace. How does it come? Well, first, justice and mercy kiss with Jesus at the cross. That's where they meet. And through the gospel, we can rest in what Jesus has done at the cross. We can be in the place where we are right with God, and therefore we know this peace. And this is what Jesus has done for us and also in us. We no longer live at odds with the God that created us. Guilt is removed. Sin is covered. What we have done is gathered up with Jesus and nailed to the cross. We are pronounced forgiven and we're set free. We're made children of God by faith in Christ. And we begin to experience the shalom of God in our lives. Then it emanates out from us to others in our family and our community. Because we have received forgiveness and freedom, we find ourselves able to forgive others. Now here's one thing about the idea of shalom in Scripture. It can only come through God. That's where we return to this teaching about the Spirit of God that has been the focus for this week. Only the Spirit can bring us to the realization that we are children of God, that we are forgiven and at peace with God. The Spirit enables us to know the truth about ourselves and also the truth of the grace of Jesus. It is through this life in the Spirit that we come to experience this peace. And yes, this peace is what the world doesn't know or understand. There was many years ago now a, an art contest on the theme of peace. The artists were asked to submit paintings, entries, that re related what peace meant to them. Of course, there were many abstract paintings submitted with the goal of invoking a, see, a sense of peace. There were also pastoral scenes of peaceful mountains with flowing rivers and placid lakes. But the winner of the art contest was the painting of a bird on a cliff, a mother bird, during a violent storm, huddled for protection from the storm and in perfect peace was her small chick being shielded by its mother from the dangers of the bluster and the lightning and the downpour. The chick, again, was at perfect peace. This is the effect of the shalom that Jesus gives to us in the gospel. It's not the promise that every day will be smooth sailing. That's just not going to happen in our broken world until Jesus returns. But it is the promise of God's presence, of God's favor, and God's protection in the midst of it all. It is the provision of a forgiveness and mercy that reminds us that we are loved and that all things will be well in the end, that the Father has a place for us that cannot be taken away or threatened. Would you pray together with me? Father God, you know our hearts need peace. We're so easily afraid, afraid of what is coming, afraid of what we can lose, afraid that we don't matter, but you show us in Jesus that we do. Even more, you give us such a grace that we can live in your peace even when the storms are raging. Enable us, we pray, to focus on what we have been given in Christ. For in his name we pray, amen.